Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Common Sense Living, the podcast that addresses everyday topics and provides inspiration for living your life to the fullest. My name is Catherine, and as usual, and always, I am your host. So, first of all, I want to thank you for being here for episode 61. We made it past 60, which is crazy, and I have a very special guest today, and he is actually my second interview on the entire show, so... I am just going to go straight into it. His name is Greg Audino, and without further ado, here is our interview. All right, so today I'm very excited to welcome a very special guest to the show named Greg Audino. He is a certified life coach and host of Optimal Living Advice, where he provides answers to all kinds of life struggles to help his listeners live a fuller life. Coincidentally, he also narrated some of my articles when he was the host of Optimal Relationships Daily, which he still is. So it is crazy to have him on the show and to be talking with him in person. So, of course, I mean crazy in a good way. So, Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, as we were saying, it's so nice to actually talk to you one-on-one rather than just narrating your wisdom for once. This is good. Well, I'm glad you appreciate my content, and I'm really, really fortunate that you guys kind of like featured me too, and uh, it's a real pleasure to be uh, speaking with you. Yeah, yeah, likewise, absolutely. Happy to be here. And I just, I love listening to the Optimal Advice podcast, and I know that you cover, like, a lot of issues in there, but you seem to talk about it so, um, like, you seem so at ease talking about these subjects that are otherwise very hard to deal with, and uh, I I don't know, like, it's it's just great hearing you. It's almost like you're, um, I don't know, it's almost like you're a friend or something just offering advice, and I think that's the whole gist of the show, right? So... Thank you. Yeah, well, it's always easier to talk about problems when they're not your own. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, I think it's very important to bring an air of, I think, yeah, like you said, like like friendship and, and relatability to it. Um, and also, I think one of the biggest things about doing that show is it's it's so crucial to bring perspectives to everybody. And surely, you know, depending on the question that's coming in, I mean, first of all, I think it would have to be, you'd have to be pretty stressed to just bother submitting it to somebody anyway. So I think it's important uh, to kind of maintain that sense of composure, if you will, and to uh, to just relay in like your your choice of words or your tone that this is not necessarily the end of the world and that there are ways out of this and um, that finding those ways is like normally dependent on, on, you know, approaching it calmly and like, you know, kind of considering all angles, which of course is what I try to do on the show. So, um, but at the same time, I'd be lying if I said that I, that I like forced that. Um, I just think it's a normal, it's a nice, comfortable way to talk to people anyway. So it's not like something I try to do on purpose. Yeah, I do think it's useful for people to, to hear their questions being answered by somebody, you know, calmly and in a composed manner. So thank you, though. I really appreciate those those kind words about the show. <laughs> OLA is my baby. I love it. It was, it was my idea and it's my favorite. Thing. Oh, really? It was your idea as well? Yeah. Well, wow. Here's the, here's the story. Uh, so they had been, uh, Justin and Lee, the co-creators of Optimal Living Daily, had been narrating my content for like two years. Mm, yeah, And I got to a point where I was thinking about partnering up with them. So I asked them, like, you know, is there anything we can do to collaborate somehow? I mean, you've been reading my stuff for a while. So I my work. And we kind of went back and forth. And at the time, they were producing a show that was in production called, uh, called Interesting Facts Daily. 
and it was going to be just like sharing interesting facts on a daily basis. So hmm. I said, so the idea was for me to narrate that. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm happy to do that. Just happy to team up with you guys because they're the best dudes. So yeah, they seem really nice. Yeah. And, um, and I said, okay, but you know, since you guys, I know you're normally looking for show ideas, so I have an idea. And, uh, and I basically pitched them this an idea of like an advice column show because I thought, it's directly in line with what the network is doing, and it really is the only show that would that would allow for a really, like a particularly personal experience. Um, and yeah, so in the four of our hosts, they have tended to be like some are experts in their in the areas that they're narrating. Some are more of like voice actors. So to have a host actively contribute to the show is like that goes against the grain of all the other shows in the network, you know, because we're normally we're just narrating, mm-hmm. with the exception of some Q and A's occasionally on finance and health. But um, yeah, so it was just kind of a different thing, but still directly in line with the network's like plat- like uh, structure and, and and timing. So yeah, it was my thing, and then they ended up uh, they liked the idea, so they they mixed interesting facts daily and optimal living advice was born and a few months after that uh the host of relationships uh decided to leave so i took that show over as well there's a lot of crossover obviously Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah that's that's crazy yeah because i mean like i saw that you were doing ola and i'm like but wait he's also doing ord which is optimal relationships daily so i saw you were doing both and also, I know that you have your own blog, gregardino.com. Just going to plug that in there. And uh, it's it's crazy. Like, you must have been, like, really busy with everything, just recording and all. Yeah, yeah, I was busy. Um, I will say, like, admittedly, my own site has really taken a back seat since I started uh, with the guys. And I don't, um, I think... It was kind of to, to me. It just felt like the natural progression. Um, you know, now I'm be I'm able to create way more content, and there's a bigger platform. And I, you know, before my blog, like I occasionally created posts based on what people sent in, but it was mostly just my own, like you know, my own uh, thoughts and, and and philosophies about things. And so, like now, I think it's directly helpful to people since I'm you know just covering things that people need to hear about or, or want to ask about. So. Um, yeah, my website and my own work has kind of taken a backseat, but I really enjoy just being a part of this team, and I, I love what we're doing together, so I, I, I don't mind it. It, it, it. I'm not much of, like, an entrepreneur anyway, frankly. <laughs> like, it was never in my... I, I just like focusing on my work and what I enjoy, like, the, the secondary aspect of, like, building a business, you know, a lot of people love it it's highly in fashion these days but it's never it was never really my thing to be honest so um i'm much happier focusing on the podcast yeah it definitely keeps me busy there's a ton to do and we're we're trying to actively grow of course so i I got my hands full regardless yeah that's really that's really good actually and i find it's really interesting what you're saying about how your own blog like kind of took a back seat in relation to everything else that you're working on because i mean it's not like you're not offering valuable information either way it's just a different medium in which you're doing so and like i mean you're still giving all that advice that you would have been probably seeing in your blog post but in a like i don't know like an an auto an audio way i think yeah for sure i mean um you know when it came to the blog it was actually a vlog i did all videos i was kind of like i you know what i thought maybe like separated me (laughs) um so yeah i um there's more now and again it's like directly helpful to people I, I think a lot of the same topics are inevitably being covered i mean i i, I just today i just wrote episode i think 219 of advice wow. so like 
Yeah, so like, like we've covered a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everything is uh, the same information is being put out. Like you said, it's just a different medium, but it's directly helpful to people still, which of course is like is, is the nature of everything. So um, yeah, again, I just I, I it was a natural progression for me, and I'm and I'm happy I went through it. Yeah, that's a great opportunity and a great way to kind of like branch out and just. Uh you know, help people in another way. Because podcasts are a huge thing right now. Everybody loves listening to podcasts. And I mean, like, the the content that you create, of course, like, a lot of people are hearing it. And I'm sure a lot of people are resonating with it too, right? Yeah, I mean, people people really, yeah, podcasting is growing at an exponential rate. It's ludicrous. And, uh, yeah, I mean, people are definitely listening to and gaining something from it. I mean, there's certainly a bigger audience uh, on Optimal Living Day than I had when I was just, you know, doing my own thing so yeah it's definitely at the end of the day it's more useful to people mm. to answer the question I don't know yeah exactly but, yeah. and I feel like probably people like support you as well a lot because like we were talking about we were just talking about this actually how we kind of like to have our own ideas addressed we kind of like to hear I, I don't know if this makes sense or not but like to kind of like hear our own selves to hear our own perspectives and we look out for items and like information that kind of like resonates with us so if we have like an everyday situation that we're struggling with like we like to kind of like listen to that so that we could feel like that person's almost talking to us and i think that's kind of like what we're all looking for yeah i mean there's definitely i think optimal living advice is a really valuable show because yeah, I mean, it allows people to get their, their questions handled directly. Optimal Living Daily has been around forever. We're coming up on 2,000 episodes of that. So, like, mm-hmm. clearly, between that and the other shows in the network, like, a lot of things have been addressed. But it can be difficult sometimes for people to necessarily take those lessons and apply them to their specific situations. So... To me, I think it's a great opportunity for listeners to have their issues handled, you know, specifically. And frankly, I mean, the network, almost we owe it to them at this point. You know, we've really come a, a long way and it's a great business and it's because of the incredible viewership. So to give them an opportunity to be helped directly is, I think, something that's really special for them. And yeah, there's definitely... You know, there is that personal touch, which I think helps people, you know, continue to come back. And um, it certainly strengthens the bond that we have with our listeners, because, again, like no longer are we only reciting every words, like the words from a lot of talented authors like yourself. But now, you know, we, we have somebody on our team that's listening to them directly um, and is giving them an outlet to talk about exactly what they want to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's really meaningful and it would it definitely help somebody get the most, you know, the most bang for their buck, if you will. I mean, obviously it's all free, but like it's <laughs> obviously a lot denser of a, of a, of a, from a self-improvement standpoint. If you're given the, if you're given an opportunity to submit your exact concern and have it addressed. So. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And I, I think that what you said about kind of like knowing the information yourself and then somebody actually telling you the information kind of gives you a bit more of a kind of like accountability in a sense because somebody else is telling you so you don't want to you, you kind of want to follow through with that you know it kind of gives you the extra push it's it's true uh you're absolutely right it really helps to hear some things from another person especially 
you know, depending on how you look up to the person, and I don't know if my listeners look up to me, it'd be nice if they do. <laughs> I'm you know, sure a lot of they, them do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. Like, you know, you can get the same piece of advice from a trusted friend here and, and like, be like, yeah, I know. And then you hear it from, like, a therapist, and all of a sudden it's like, this was the, what a discovery. So, um, like, I paid money for this advice, though, so, you know, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, it definitely can go a long way to, like, you know, to hear it from an outside source. Um, that 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 is super meaningful for people, yes. And um, I think, you know, and if that, it's also a great opportunity, of course, to have your ideas challenged, because, which is essential for everybody. Because if you are talking, let's say, to a friend, for example, um, yeah, it, it's very easy for friends to just say things that to support one another and like kind of only follow one another's lines of thinking. Whereas when you're going to an to an outside source, all of a sudden there's this there's a lot more neutrality to it, a lot more objectivity, which is extraordinary when it comes to solving one's own issues is to not get so wrapped up in the feeling elements of it um so yeah that's a really that's a really important thing for people and it also uh, one thing that i really believe in that nobody else I, I i haven't really heard this anywhere but i think that there's a lot to be said about listening to somebody without being given the chance to reciprocate or to respond right so, like, if you and I are in a conversation, it's just so easy to start thinking about, like, what you're going to say or, you know, what you're going to say when I'm before I finish and stuff like that. And the thing with, the, with like, a podcast or an advice column or, or what have you is that you don't you, – you're literally – because you don't have the chance to, to say something, you know, in response. You're not stressed out about your role in the conversation. So I think it's very valuable for anybody to not only – like hear the words of an outside source but to not be given a chance to respond to them Mm. i know that sounds weird because obviously conversation is such an incredibly important thing and back and forths are great but there's definitely more focus and more of an opportunity to completely soak in when somebody is just speaking at you so for the advice column for ola people have all their time they need to construct their question then i take all the time i need to construct my answer would it be great if we could have back and forths yes and i do talk with everybody all of the people who submit questions through email i ask if they need clarification with anything um so they're they're kind of given that opportunity um but as far as like all the other list the other people listening go it's a lot easier to retain messages if you're not so wrapped up in what you want to say in response. Um, and for that reason, I have to make a little suggestion. Um, this might sound crazy, but I suggest a lot of people in relationships, if they are in a fight or if there's something they really want to bring up that's important, I don't think it's such a bad idea to first, like, send your partner a text message with everything that you want to say or write them a letter if you really want to be more old school. And I think that, of course, it needs to lead to a back and forth, an in-person conversation. Like, you can't skip that. But to lay everything out on the table, again, in some kind of manner in which there's not, like, opportunity for some volatile response or, like, impatience with the other person's, you know, viewpoint – I think it's a really nice way to start big conversations. Um, I know it feels impersonal, but I, it's, I I challenge you all to try it if you if you find yourself in that in that scenario. 
Hmm. That's a very interesting way of thinking about kind of like arguments and everything. Because sometimes, you know, like when you're in the shower, you think about like all the best things. Oh, yeah, I could come back with this line. I come back with this line. And then when you come in, when you get in front of the person, you're like, ah, oh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore, you know, because like you're kind of like so wrapped up in your emotions and like you're so nervous and oh, it's almost like you want to remember everything. But you just got, get so caught up in remembering that you don't make your point. You're just kind of like. Uh, you just go with the flow in that case and maybe you lose the argument or whatever but I kind of like the idea of having an outline for what you do want to say because I mean like it's like it was in school projects that a lot of people probably first saw that but I mean like why not arguments too if like you really want to cover a subject and it's really meaningful to you why not write it down to refer to later yeah these these conversations that we have with our loved ones can be so emotionally charged especially if the relationships run deep like it, it really it, it can be hard to just be fully listening to the other person so yeah that it, it just provides a, at least a jumping point in which you're able to do so worth trying and yeah it definitely avoids the shower moment and also i find it's really interesting what you what you said also about um you said that you like you didn't know if it made any sense but i think that it really does and uh okay do you remember the movie fight club <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's one quote that really stuck with me from Fight Club that was, I can't remember exactly what he said. I think it was uh, Ed Norton who said this, but he said, some people talk not to understand, but to like respond, something like that. Or some people like, so- something like that, something along the lines of that. And I was like, wow, like, that's really interesting, you know? That goes directly in line, I think, with what we're talking about. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good reference you made. Yeah. Yeah, because I... I mean, like, it's just something that kind of, like, came up in my mind as you were talking about that, and I said, like, this isn't so out of the blue, this is, like, an actual concept that happens, and like you said about, like, emotionally charged conversations with loved ones, sometimes you just want to get your point across without hearing the other person speak, and I think it's really important yeah. to kind of have that, uh, that outside opinion, like, for a life coach as yourself, to provide advice that is not totally related to you or the other party. So that's really interesting. Yeah. And people have a hard time with those conversations for a variety of reasons, whether it is just because there's so much turmoil or like past, you know, past uh, whatever in the relationship that's, that's, that's still kind of festering or even just because sometimes we love, uh, you know, we love these people so much and we, we put a lot of thought into what we think is best for them that we really are insistent upon those ideas. So Again, it's not because it's not necessarily uh, because of the poor intentions that people are not good listeners or uh, are not always fully present in conversations. A lot of times, where our, our thoughts are cycling so quickly because we want to help this person out, but that you know, in turn, is it makes it difficult to listen. So, yeah, able to hear this conversation and like feel shame for having done this. It's, it's unavoidable to a certain degree, um, but that doesn't mean you can't work on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also heard you mention something about therapy and I think that maybe being a life coach you could have been confused or like some other clients of yours were probably confused and said is this sort of like therapy because I I know a lot of people I remember seeing this on your site too how a lot of people kind of like mix up life coaching and therapy like what is the main difference between both? Yeah, that's a great question, um, and it's really important for people to know this. Uh, honestly, the biggest people that need the most important is for life coaches to know the difference. Frankly, look, it's it's hard to say because life coaching is it's so new and it's undefined, and that's why a lot of people kind of stick their nose up at it, which I understand completely. 
but at the, I think at its core, therapy is it enables you to go to these deep psychological dives, right? To really go into your past and understand certain patterns and how things are linked and how certain traumas are affecting you now. And I mean, ultimately, the goal of therapy is to help you typically depending on the situation, but I would say the goal is to help you understand your past and why, you know, certain why it has influenced the troubles that you're having at present, and then how to actively differentiate the present from those past defense, you know, from those defense mechanisms so useful in given situations, but are not anymore. Hmm. Um, So with life coaching, however, I think it really does help if you think about it like like a like a like a teams coach, for example, like in sports. Um, what we tend to try to do, and again, we're all different, and every client is different, um, is to help our clients really move forward, as opposed to trying to solve something from the past or or, or what have you, or solve a trauma. It's really about like where do you want to go, like what goals in life, what is your vision for yourself, hmm. and how can we create that vision and then work backwards and create steps for you to get there? So I think that the biggest advantage for a life, that a life coach provides is the accountability, you know, because we tend to leave our clients with steps each week about things they can be doing in order to, again, work towards those goals. And we help answer, you know, we help them construct the goals and we, we hold them accountable to them and we come back and say, hey, how did this go? So... Life coach is really good at just it's it's better for people who want to just do something but don't necessarily have the motivation. Um, so it's a lot different than solving you know than like trying to overcome like grief after a loved one dies. You know what I mean? I think a, that's something you would go to a therapist for. A life coach you would go to if you're like you know trying to start your own business or trying to lose weight or just change your lifestyle. Um, now there's definitely a lot of crossover um, because a lot of what prevents people from hitting their goals are like unsettled traumas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's it, so there, there's definitely a lot of crossover when it comes to something like that. Um, but generally speaking, though, that would be, those would be the two ways in which, you know, both parties operate and, I do think that it's essential for life coaches to know where the line is because frankly, like you're right. A lot of people go into life coaching and they don't quite know the difference and I don't blame them for that. Again, life coaching is new and sort of undefined and and weird, but um, life coaches need to not take themselves so seriously and assume that they have the training required to again help people understand uh you you know how to navigate like extremely complex past issues not especially if they're like particularly traumatic like if somebody you know has been raped or if somebody is suffering from like a a diagnosable disease like you, you know what i mean like adhd or something so those are the kinds of things that therapists are just much more prepared for and for me as a life coach, I think what I take most pride in is always referring people to therapists if mm. I feel that they that's what they need. Now, I've had people that have, I've had one client in particular, but he, went, he was working with me, a therapist, and a psychiatrist all at once. Wow. So, I, like, it's definitely, 
you know, there's use in having all of us as a team. We, we clearly serve different purposes and, you know, but, um, I always make a point if necessary of saying like, Hey, this might be out of my jurisdiction. I would probably recommend looking at a therapist. I can tell you how I might handle this. And if you do want to work with me, like how I think we could approach it, but ultimately it's going to help you to probably join, you know, start working with a therapist as well. If you are still interested in working with me. So I think, yeah, as far as that goes, it's essential for life coaches to honor the difference. And frankly, like a lot of them don't because again, because life coaching is so new and undefined, a lot of people are just, you know, kind of these Instagram life coaches, like screeching their ideas at people about like, you know, just, just do it. Stop making excuses. It's so, so stupid. But like a lot of these people are just, you know, kind of convinced that their own opinions are enough to like help people with really serious matters and they're not and it's a serious problem so yeah i even though life coaching is is like anywhere uh it's i think it's so important for life coaches to be educated like i study the same kind of psychology and any you know and content that a therapist would just so i can be a little extra prepared doesn't mean i have the same qualifications it's important to know that i think that's really good. Honestly, that's a really good definition and a great way of breaking it down. Because, I mean, I think that you're right. Life coaching has sort of taken off, but not mm-hmm. enough people kind of, like, are informed about what a life coach entails. And uh, I yeah. find it's uh, really important to kind of, like, differentiate between a therapist and a uh, life coach. And also you mentioned that life coaching really has to deal a lot with the future of that person. Mm-hmm. And that seems interesting to me because almost it's almost like therapy is kind of like looking back in a way you know like solving the like whatever happened in the past and you're helping them move towards a brighter future so in a way there's kind of like a a benefit for both of them right yeah oh of course and i mean therapy is so diverse they can therapists can really help people uh develop strong futures for themselves but typically you would go to a life coach if like the future you want to create is just based on like, you know, I really want to do this thing. I'm just not sure where to start. How, you know, can you help me like create a plan together? So it's not necessarily rooted in like depression or sadness. Whereas, you know, if you go to a therapist, like surely you want a new future for yourself, but it's normally because of like a really powerful emotional blockade. And that's not always the case with life coach client with people going to see life coaches. It can be, again, there's a lot of crossover and like, as you can imagine, the man that was seeing me and a therapist and a psychiatrist was really trying to work through a lot of emotional turmoil as well. So it, it, it can vary, but typically life coaches should be consulted if they want somebody to help them create a plan and to work with them and hold them accountable. Like you would seek with like a coach or a mentor, like a sports mentor. Um, a therapist works differently and it, there's a lot more it, it's it's frankly it's it can be a lot more serious and it should be treated that way and i also want to say that like life coaching and therapy are very different from giving advice so like i'm not doing the same thing necessarily on on my show that i am with my clients uh so all of these things uh, you know and like psychiatrists too and yeah like mentors like oh, they all have nuances so is there anything that actually really motivated you in your life to want to become a life coach or to like help others yeah there's a there there are several things really um it's interesting i guess how far back should i go uh so i will say that i think it started off when i was a teenager um 
I wanted to be an LMFT, licensed marriage and family therapist. I also went through a phase where I wanted to be a motivator. This was all after wanting to be a professional hockey player. Um, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so that was in that was a part of I think my uh, I, I don't know what you call it. That was that was a part. That was a, my one of my those were my goals. Um, I know at the time, like, so I was madly in love with this girl from like sixth grade to twelfth grade, and. She never liked me back, uh, just as a friend. So I was single for all but for so much time because I thought like, oh, how dishonorable it would be for me to date somebody else when I'm still hooked on this girl. Sixth grade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so I was come in the position of helping my friends with their relationship troubles. Not only because like I was sort of the go-to third wheel and was seen from another <laughs> perspective. But also because I kind of had these like this like grandiose capacity of like love and affection and romanticism, as you you know. Um, so I was I was always in that role, and um, I really enjoyed it. So I wanted to do that. Then I took a turn, and I actually I became an actor, and I decided to study acting, and that's what I did for me. Um, before finding myself as working as a life coach and getting certified for for that, and. It was a lot of fun, and I did well at it, but it was just not very meaningful to me after a while, um, and I was kind of looking to give back more, and I will say there's like a lot of, it's related, I think I, I enjoyed being an actor because I was really just curious about people and why they do what they do, so I'm not totally surprised that I kind of ended, resort like resorted to that as a stepping stone, like that com- Bind with teenage need for significance and, and stuff that often comes with that. Um, so I think after doing something that felt so self-serving for a while, I kind of re- I rediscovered this desire to do something for other people because I'm just like I'm, I'm just a freakishly fortunate person. So to me, I, I yeah, like it's ridiculous how many blessings I have in my life. So I, I got to the point where I was like, what am I? What am I giving back? Like I feel like I'm just like continuing to like suck from life and not actually putting anything back out there. So I started to, I checked into life coaching because I felt like it was therapy, but I, you know, and I could get certified, but it wouldn't be like a several year long process. And it would be like easy to just follow that whole route while I was still acting. Cause I was doing both for a while. Um, so, but after a while, I just like acting was just like, it just wasn't fulfilling me the same way. Um, so I ended up doing this and, I think somewhere along the lines, I was also influenced by this like really challenging breakup I had, um, which just set me into a total tailspin in which I was questioning like the meaning in my life and like how I was treating the relationships in my life and if I was appreciating them and then what what values I really have and what matters. And so I went through this really challenging breakup that just put so much into, caused me to question things so deeply. Um, And I think that that was also a contributing factor that I think led me to want to just start giving back and, and kind of I, I think it selfishly like focusing on the problems of others just so I could get away from my own. So I would say all of that combined. I'll also say that in two that like when Donald Trump got elected, <laughs> I, I think regardless of who you like in politics, like every time there's an election, like all of these serious problems in the world come to rise, like you're reminded of what's going on. And at that time, I was also like, I was just reminded that people need help, 
you know what I mean? There's just a lot of ways to give back in this world, and uh, I'm not doing any of them. And I didn't want to be one of those those people on Facebook that was talking about all this change that needed to happen, but ultimately not doing anything. So I wanted to do some of my own. So yeah, that was a long, uh, messy answer, but I think it all of it was like some cocktail cocktail of like why I decided to do what I'm doing now. That's yeah. that's really interesting. Thanks for being so open with me about that. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. I find that's really interesting what you said about like giving advice to people because you kind of don't want to. You don't want to think about your own problems, so you really want to focus more of your attention on others. And I mean, yeah. like that's that's a really interesting perspective. I think a lot of people in this kind of role, whether it's a life coach or a therapist or something similar, I think a lot of us get into this role for that reason. Like, I think a lot of times it takes a lot of one's own personal distress, and I'm not pretending my life has been terribly difficult but I do my I process my emotions very deeply so I, I was extremely troubled by this by this breakup but I think that a lot of people in my position or in similar positions are ultimately like it's, it's hard to like we get there because we understand what our, our own pain feels like and I think we understand the value in getting help at the right time and I remember, like, as I was, I think it was, like, probably, I was probably reading something about, like, how to get over a breakup and, or, like, how to get through some kind of emotional turmoil. And I, and I'm pretty sure I came upon something that was, like, you know, just start giving back and, you know, put your energy to people and, you know, watch the meaning that comes from that. So it could have just been a Google search that led me to that conclusion. I don't know. It was a long time ago now. <laughs> but I would think that, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's an important part of it. And I also think that like a lot of people are always, again, around my position or not, like a lot of people are really interested in helping like former versions of themselves. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wish I had the mindset or the knowledge that I have now when I was going through that breakup. You know what I mean? So I think I'll love the idea of like being able to teach those who were are in the shoes that we were once in if you will or, or not not necessarily teach but like guide and support is probably a better word that's actually that's a really interesting point too because it's just kind of like i think that you're probably right a lot of people do want to help others because they know the pain of feeling helpless of feeling like they're struggling and they kind of want to be that voice they want to be that support system to help others through the same thing and yeah. that's that's really powerful and i mean like i'm sure you're helping a lot of people with what you're doing right now because i mean they turn to you for reliable advice but you also come from a place of experience as well so you definitely have a lot to bring to the table um yeah i guess i mean I, i'm obviously not experienced in all the questions that people send me in but that's again why i think it's important to constantly read up about you know um like psychology specifically so i can like I, I really like citing like research and then certain studies that I've come upon in my in my episodes if I if you know if it's appropriate or if I have knowledge of them. So yeah, and I think it's almost important to do that. You know, for as much as the experience is important and like the ability to relate to people, uh, it, it's also I think nice to have some degree of distance to it because you don't. Otherwise, you just run the risk of speaking to someone purely from your own perspective, and like again, kind of talking to like a, what you would what you imagine is like a past you. When realistically, there's only like one thing you have in common, and you know, there are, surrounding that one thing is countless variables. So, I, I for as much as it's good to be to understand where someone's coming from, 
it's also nice, I think, to, to approach it from a place of objectivity. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Otherwise, you could just get emotionally exhausted from just hearing about them because then you start relating yourself. Yeah, you're just talking to yourself after a while. You're kind of <laughs> ignoring all these nuances to their situation if you're not careful. And that's one thing I actively try to not do in each episode. I'm always trying to, like, give people questions to ask themselves so they can really, you know, cover their entire situation. Um, including that which they haven't disclosed in the questions that they submit. So, yeah, I think it's important to pay attention to your own nuances. Hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Because, like, sometimes, too, like, I mean, I kind of created my content from a place of just, like, what you said. Like, I wish that my past self knew this. So I'm going to kind of, like, I'm going to start documenting all the lessons that I've learned day by day, like, day in, day out. And I'm going to try and help people with it. And I mean, like, obviously I'm not a life coach. Obviously I'm not really a certified professional. But I am just a person that's, like, navigating life. And I'm like, okay, maybe my advice could be helpful to some people, you know? Yeah. So, like, I mean... Definitely. I, I kind of feel like sometimes I'm talking to like my past self like I feel like others probably could relate to feelings that I have not like specifically but like they probably encountered like similar situations and everything and uh, a lot of people in the community too of like self-help they provide a lot of lessons too, a lot of advice and I mean like I totally understand some of them are just kind of like okay just do it no excuses and everything which is not which is not realistic obviously but I think <laughs> I think it's important to kind of like acknowledge the fact that like you may not always be feeling your best. It's okay to take off days and everything, but as yeah. long as you keep that goal in mind, you keep going regardless, then nothing can really get in your way. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's still a lot of benefit if you are just gonna, like when research becomes me search, as they say. <laughs> um, Never heard like that I one. Did, yes. Yeah, <laughs> if your blog is out there and you are, you do find yourself talking to your past self, like. That, that doesn't, you know, you're definitely still helping some people. There are people that are still drawing those connections without question. Um, because, of course, you know, we all have similarities in our, our journeys. Um, and that can be great. That, you know, to see something relatable like that can be a really great launching post. Uh, and above all, like, there, there's two things I like to, like, really valuing advice. Like, it's great to hear, like, an educated answer and, like, try to have, like, an individualized answer. But it's also great to like just be like, wow, like there's somebody else out there who's been through this. Mm. You know what I mean? There's somebody else that's like relating, that's like can directly relate to the situation and has like gone on to make something of it. Yeah. So like that, that more ethereal part of, of retaining advice is very is like should should not be overlooked. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for so. sure. So, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, because a lot of people have had like. Things like eating disorders, uh, like they have like mental health issues and everything. And of course they've seen therapists about it too, but they also feel like it's also easier to talk to just like everyday people about it to kind of like voice yeah. their thoughts. So they, 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 they document like their therapy and everything that they've sought professional help and everything, but they kind of like to share their perspective as well. Cause like the individual perspective and sharing it with other people who probably have a shared viewpoint is also like there's value in that too which is interesting yeah you know? so. no question so yeah i actually wanted to go on to another subject if that's okay with you of course anything you want <laughs> um so being a life coach and switching over to the whole podcast thing like for yeah. you how was how was that switch exactly um i mean i in 
enjoy podcasting a lot more. Now it's different, right? Because like when we're when I'm live coaching, again, there's that conversation part of it. You're on your toes. Uh, it's it's just it's different, and I'm obviously learning a lot more about people. So I had to approach the podcast differently, like you know, like the advice column style. I'm given a very limited amount of information about somebody, uh, and I have a limited amount of time to respond. And you know, unless we email back and forth a little bit, uh, we're not going to talk again. So it's very important, I think, to it's a it's a different thing. And uh, you know, I, I gotta say, I'm like my the way I do my show is different than the way other advice columnists do their columns. Um, like if you look at like Ask Amy, for example, she's probably the most popular one or Amy Dickinson in Chicago. She and most others like her are very direct. And like you should do this. And the responses are like a paragraph or two. To me, it, like it's way different. I'm, I'm, I'm writing probably like five, six, seven, eight times more than they are. And I am like, and my, my responses are that much longer. I mean, and I tend to approach it from a life coaching perspective usually because again, like I said earlier, I really try to focus on giving people questions they can ask themselves to create answers. Now, it varies. There are some times where it's like very clear that there is like a harmful, a harmful solution and a good solution. And I'm, I'm, you know, very forward about that. But generally, Again, because of all those nuances that are not covered in the question normally, I really make a point of giving people questions that they can ask themselves, um, uh, you know, so that they can find answers on their own. Because frankly, people are going to be a lot more proud and a lot more likely to stick with answers that they feel like they came up with themselves. Mm. Uh, so, and to me, it just seems like the fairest way to do it because I'm not assuming too much. So what I do differently is like it's basically the life coaching process accelerated there are not steps i'm giving out necessarily sometimes there are but it's more questions i'm giving people to give them you know to provide uh like launching pads for themselves and um it's just it's it's very it's very different so i take a question and i really like to me i dissect every word of it and i kind of treat it as a treasure hunt which might sound weird, but it's, I mean, look, I, if somebody's sending me a question, first of all, it's not serious enough that like they're the only person that's dealt with that because every question that comes in, other people have dealt with mm -hmm. and other people have solved. But obviously they're struggling with it if they've sent this into me. So to me, I'm trying to always identify what is the hidden thing that they are missing here? What is the, what is your, what are they blind to right now? And I always try to seek like a creative answer of some kind, or at least creative questions for them to ask themselves that somebody, that other people might not be able to provide them with or that they might not be able to find themselves. So uh, it's a lot different. And it's more fun for me because, again, I like being able to receive the question and then just being able to sit with it rather than in a coaching session where it's a constant back and forth and things can get sloppier. And I just feel like I always work best if I've had time to collect all my thoughts and then make a decision. That's just how I am. I've been that way since I was born. The story of my birth, apparently, is that I came out 
just the length of my head. I stopped for like a reasonable amount of time and like looked around and surveyed the room, collected myself and said, all right, I think I feel good about this. And then I came out. This has been with me since day one, literally. Um, So to me, I kind of, I enjoy the style more. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah, but so life coaching is just different and it's, it's a lot more drawn out and it's good. You get to know somebody better uh, and you get to hold them accountable and check in with them regularly. Um, so in the show, I just, I try to make projections based on what they're telling me without assuming too much. And I tried to give them questions to help them deal with those projections, if you will, or make their own projections. It's different, just generally a lot more sped up, but it's a lot more deliberate. It's a lot more like boom, boom. And, um, I tend to enjoy that. Hmm. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, like, of course you're like guiding them towards the life they want to live. Well, not you're giving them advice, but also making like helping them come to their own conclusions. Yeah, so that's, that's really important. Yeah, that's really important. And I mean, at a certain point too, some people might not even feel a willingness to want to listen to some advice until they actually really are seeking advice on their own. You know, like so. But sometimes, like when people give unsolicited advice, even though they're asking for like oh what should i do what should i do but it's almost like a rhetorical question and then you tell them this is just a suggestion but maybe you could try doing this oh no but i don't want to you know so there needs to be a certain willingness to like go and ask for information but also like a certain willingness to apply it i totally agree yeah and giving advice or receiving it is a very sensitive thing and one like golden rule for everybody out there, because obviously we're all in a position to give advice sometimes, giving advice about someone's area of perceived expertise or point of pride is usually a no-no. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like if somebody really like takes pride in their math skills mm. and, you, and they're stressing out about like a test, you say like, hey, maybe you should use a calculator. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a very... People need to be in a space in which they are ready to accept and put certain advice to use. And again, sometimes, like we were saying before, it's the difference of like, am I listening to a friend or am I listening to a professional? Um, you know, even though they're saying the same thing, maybe. Hmm. Um, there, there are really so many, again, just so many nuances surrounding when and why and where somebody would want to, you know, be willing to like fully receive guidance. Um, so... That, again, I think is why it's important to to brush with broad strokes and to not be so stern all the time and so black and white. Like, it's just, I think it's crazy to be, you know, to give, like, black and white answers to these types of things. You know, people need a space to explore and to breathe and to know that you're, you know, you know you're on the path with them sometimes rather than, like, some kind of, you know, you know some kind of guru. So, yeah, that's what I really try to instill in all of them being like hey how can we work on this together and uh although it might be nice for some a lot of people probably i think come to advice columns wanting deliberate answers i mean i think that's why like a lot of the most popular advice columnists do structure it differently than i do but i just think like i just feel as always a lot that's missing if you are too black and white so if you give people opportunity to explore the gray area and encourage them to do so and give them some options as to how to do so in the form of questions I think that's the most responsible way to go about it and the way that sets them up the most for success because they can learn on their own a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, if you draw your own conclusions, then you could also just 
take that knowledge with you later on into life too you know it like builds yeah. that skill set so that's a really important thing because i guess like some life coaches like you said there was like some people in their podcast or just like some people in general who give you advice and almost just like steps like do this and this will happen yeah like a guarantee but at the same time it's like every situation is different so there are different nuances to it so things that maybe they haven't discussed maybe like little details they omitted and everything so i think like yeah. what your approach is is really good for people because only they know what they struggle with so they know how to best like approach the situation and yeah. uh, it's good to draw conclusions on your on your own instead of relying on somebody else for all the answers because i mean yeah you know. yeah how many variables come up that people can't conceive of like they easy to handle these things on their own you know and like what happens when like you lay out a plan for somebody and something uncontrollable gets in the way of it you know then they're then they're left with nothing really whereas if you provide them with questions you know there's a lot more room for preparedness and for them to recalibrate if necessary i like your approach to it so thank you i'm glad you're implementing it and helping so many people in different mediums as well and you know just uh i, I guess you're still doing your life coaching um thing as well right with the uh the podcast and everything i am yeah uh that has also taken a back seat i'll be honest but i mean i'm, I'm still doing it sometimes i'm not really seeking out clients much anymore but uh you know people that listen to the show email me you know with some regularity about working together and uh you know so i i'm, I'm definitely you know, yeah it's not i'm not pursuing it as as viciously as i did before i was doing this so the show keeps me quite busy yeah that's good yeah and I'm, I'm, you're for sure still helping people with that, you know? It's just kind of like a different medium in this case, just like... Oh, yeah, I feel like it's the I feel like, I, you know, it's the it's where I, I feel, again, the most comfortable and, like, I'm the most useful. So, yeah, to me, it's a much better way, or at least through my interpretation, it's a much better way of me being able to provide my services. So, yeah, very happy to be doing it. Yeah. So, Greg, thank you so much for coming on to the show, and I really appreciate this conversation about life coaching, about life in general, relationships, and your openness about so many things. So, thank you once again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. It has been my pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Anytime. So, thank you once again for listening to this podcast, and I always am appreciative of your support. I really think that interviews are a great way to share information and I love how we talked so much about life coaching today as well as just podcasting in general and it was just a pleasure to have Greg on the show so Greg thank you once again for coming on and I really appreciate it if you want to find out more information about him you can visit his website at gregaudino.com and I will leave that in the episode description as well you can also check out my website at commonsenseliving.ca where you can find all my content centralized in one place if ever you need a dose of inspiration. Also, check out my Instagram at common underscore sense underscore living, where you can find all my content as well, including some reels that I've managed to get into. So that's definitely a new thing for me. I find in the past few months, I've been trying to push myself out of my comfort zone and interviews have really helped me be more coherent in my speech and just kind of control the way that I express myself a lot better. So I definitely love these interviews and I really hope that you do too. So as always, thank you again for your support. I really appreciate you coming on here week after week. If you've noticed, I've actually started doing this only 
every few weeks instead of every week just to kind of give myself time to produce quality content for you and to give myself a break sometimes because producing content is not always easy but I do love the content I produce I just want to always make sure it's the best for you guys so on that note have a great rest of your Thursday and I look forward to speaking with you next time